0: How are Lutheran schools doing this year? We're going to find out in just a little bit here on the coffee hour. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu.
1: Live Uncommon.
0: I know that the school that my son attends is is doing well and thriving this year, not not without challenges, but uh, they're doing well and I'm so thankful that uh, we have so many teachers and families who are willing to partner together to make Uh, great Lutheran education happened this year. And I want to learn more about what's going on at Lutheran schools across the country. Joining us today, Dr. Rebecca Schmidt. She's director of Lutheran School Ministry, for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Dr. Schmidt, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today.
1: Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Sarah. It's just a, a great pleasure to be here today.
0: So this year certainly presented some challenges for many schools, uh, Lutheran schools included in that. What are some of the most common questions or challenges that you're hearing Lutheran schools face this year in preparation for a new school year?
1: You know, and I think the key, Andy, is preparation. And so our we have an extremely dedicated uh, staff of administrators and educators and all those involved in the school community. And planning is what they do well. And the challenge this year was scenario planning and, uh, and how will schools reopen. And the, the sheer length of the pandemic experience, no one really ever really thought it would extend into a new school year. And so that brought brought much uh, challenge to creating the safe environments, meeting CDC Uh, guidelines and regulations, state regulations. It varies across the nation and being ready for multiple uh, approaches to opening schools. And so we have have super planners now who have (laughs) developed multiple plans and are poised to face whatever may come our way. So then how are, how are schools opening up? Are, are uh, many of them doing online, face-to-face, a, a hybrid? What are some of the ways that, that schools are actually opening up this fall? You know, that's my favorite response to a multiple-choice question. <laughs> it's key, all of the above. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are some of those ways? What, what do uh, some of those school scenarios look like? Um, depending on your state, um, some of our states are a little more lenient than others, and really, it's starting at the ground. What What are we required to do in order to open? And And so, planning for the mechanics of a safe environment will will involve all of the CDC uh, hygiene pieces and sanitation pieces and social distancing and and lunch service and grouping of students and for uh, for uh, contract tracking and and uh, safe entry, restricted entry, all of these things. But in addition to that, there's a very important component um, on the part of families who who might not feel even that safe enough and are not ready to come back to to uh, um, a classroom, even with all these pieces in place, and uh, and then the other addition of having a restricted number of students in the classroom so that the social distancing can be upheld uh, necessitates looking at a hybrid, which which is a split of uh, split of days for families to attend, and then uh, and then the complete remote learning. So it really is an individualized. Uh, plan in each school for each family.
0: Have you found that it is a different experience for some of our smaller schools? I know we have large Lutheran schools and we have many smaller Lutheran schools as well. Has it been um, perhaps easier in some ways for some of the smaller schools? Do they have some advantages being a smaller um, community or a smaller school?
1: Well, I certainly think there are are advantages. Number one, they have a very close relationship with um, the families and the mm-hmm. school. It's, it's like a family. And and so they they have a high trust level uh, with the school and with the church and and with their children. And so that that helps the communication to go so much better. When that trust is high and when they have questions, they can work them out because it's easier to pivot with a smaller group. Our larger schools, uh, the larger you get, the more communication it takes, the more uh, making sure that all the pieces are in place. And and of course, the the structure with Multiple classes and grade levels is is also uh, brings in a great challenge. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I know in visiting with the the principal at the school that my son attends, uh, he was just bearing the the weight and the the, the burdens of of much of the decision making in this process and concerned and expressing. You know, he was worried because he just doesn't have all the answers. And I said, as a parent. During these times, I don't expect you to have all the answers. I don't expect anyone to have all the answers. We know that that things may change at any point in time, and so it's okay if you don't have all the answers. But what are some of the ways, some of the creative or innovative solutions that Lutheran schools and administrators are implementing this year in order to carry on Lutheran education?
1: Well, number one, it's it's to be very, very flexible. And so... <laughs> As, as day one rolls out, um, certainly we're looking at uh, staggering the entrance times. There's, there's temperature checks at the doorway. There is a, a, a gentle restriction that, that outside visitors are not entering. There is attentiveness to uh, serving lunches in classrooms rather than, than in the cafeteria. There are... Uh, more outdoor spaces being taken uh, advantage of, especially while the weather is nice to, um, to really provide everything that, that a child needs in that school experience um, in ways that will, will provide safety in times of pandemic. What are some of the ways that Lutheran schools are, are thriving this year? We've, we've mentioned that, uh, that uh, the school districts look very different right now and, and that Lutheran schools may have an advantage being being private. Uh, what are some of the ways that, uh, that Lutheran schools are, are really taking advantage and thriving this year? You know, I think back, um, Sarah, to a meme I read online somewhere. <laughs> and it said, and it was probably, uh, it was probably about May of last year. And when we first learned that, that we would be sheltering in place for two weeks and that stretched into a month and that stretched into the end of the school year, uh, the meme said, this is not a break from school. It's a heartbreak. Hmm. And that really is is at the heart of this. And so all the content, all the math lessons, all the remote packets are not going to be remembered when when our children graduate and go on and think back and reflect on this, what they missed and what what they crave and what they need is is that time with their teachers and in school and with relationships and those are are um, are what are coming through over and over, and so it's not only the teacher who isn't able to put a hand on a shoulder or or comfort a child, um, but it's a it's the it's the teacher missing the children and the children missing the teacher and the families missing that community. And so I suspect that this is one of the reasons that our schools are are receiving these calls as as the larger um, districts that that with every, with every good reason, must look at remote learning to begin, um, that heartache continues.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, last year was <clears throat> my son's kindergarten year. And when things changed, uh, when, when the stay-at-home orders went into effect, um, his teacher w- was just uh, amazing and able to um, pivot and move quickly to uh, modify the way that uh, education happened for those kindergartners. Uh, that didn't mean, uh, you know, six hours of online learning for them. But she put together packets for each student in the class and either delivered them or made them available for us to pick up from school. And then spent time with the students, uh, both as a class and individually online. Um, to make sure that all those needs were being met uh, and, and that they were continuing to learn. It, it certainly wasn't the same as being in the classroom, but uh, I will never forget the, all the the work and the dedication that my son's teacher, um, put in to, to make sure that his kindergarten education would continue. And most importantly, every time she met with the students, that they heard about the love of Jesus in every Zoom meeting that they had last year. Um, and uh, I know that they were just excited to be back in the classroom this year, We're able to do that, being a small enough school. Why is Lutheran education so important now more than ever?
1: You know, Andy, I um, from my days of serving in a building, I was looking, digging through a box of uh, archives that someone had donated to the school. And I found this um, program that was honoring a teacher, a first grade teacher who had served 50 years in the same school. And this was in 1939. And they were honoring her 50 years of service. <laughs> And I read the, the bio on this and it talked about the challenging time of of serving in schools and and could the families um, uh, afford the $25 uh, a month for the tuition and their load of firewood and would they be able to keep the doors open and the building heated? And through it all, through it all, that school thrived and 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 uh, still had challenges. They're not facing a $2 million budget, but they did have a budget they were facing and addressing. And and really, the mission remains the same. In 1939, in 1848, in, in uh, 1990, and today, that beautiful gospel message is shared daily, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, through Christ, all have the promise of eternal life. And our teachers are sent to serve. That's our theme this year. And it's not, can we do it? It is, what do we do next to make this work? Just as in 1939, it is the same today.
0: Well, thank you, Dr. Schmidt, for being our guest today and sharing with us about Lutheran schools and especially how many are thriving this year. Thanks for being our guest on The Coffee Hour today.
1: Thank you so much, Andy, Sarah, and uh, wishing you a great day in the Lord.
0: You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golsa.